Hey everybody, it's George Tello, and welcome back to the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. On this podcast, we're going to get Daniel O'Brien's interview, an update on the relegation battle, a team of the season awards finally get announced, and of course, before I get to all that, I'd like to waste your guys' time by talking about the transfer market. So we're going to start there on today's show, uh, and let's get to the very first topic of this segment, and is that and that question is, is the market actually inflated? I literally wrote in my notes and I put no exclamation mark. Do I think that for the most part, 10 to maybe or five to 10 mil is maybe shaved off these guys actual values? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I can I can genuinely say if guys go from from 40 mil to 50 mil, I think I could be like, OK, I understand that. Or they just raise it 10 for what the actual value is. I could understand that. But in this day and age, I can make the other argument that as athletic as these people are, if they were to get the virus, my value for that player will plummet. So that's the reason the market is down, just so in case you guys don't know. They're going to be playing games in empty stadiums, so revenue is going to be down. So true market value is marked on a many different things, whether it's merchandise, which is very rare that a player has that kind of cap. I would say a Messi and, 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 and Ronaldo, maybe Neymar and Mbappe. Like the elite of the elites are going to get that. Whether it's like some young guy making his way into the, into the world of football, I seriously doubt that's going to be his market value. That's why those guys are usually genuine, you know, genuinely pretty low. Um, if they have deals, shoe deals, uh, like things like that, um, you know, if they just signed a brand new contract, their value is going to inflate upwards. Or in this case, it's going to boost. Those things are rarely seen in the market. The reason a player like Mbappe is worth $250 million plus is because he's a once-in-a-lifetime player and you're not going to be able to pump him out every time. So it's an over-evaluation. Which is fine. I have no problem with killing Mbappe costing more than literally a whole team. He's that kind of he's that kind of player. He's that good. But where the value as well of a transfer uh, goes in the world and the way they do it, the reason it always ends up being a little bit more than what you guys see on the transfer market page is because wages and manager fees and agent fees and so many other reasons to why that fee at the end of the day is actually a lot higher uh, than their true market value. So if you think for a second you could compare real life to our gaming league, we don't have agents. We don't have transfer fees in the sense that, oh, he's going from this league to this league. You got to pay a fee to the F.A., um, those things go unseen for the most part. But if you actually, if you go into and you dive into it, some of these guys have to pay for all this stuff. That's what the, you know, all the, the club fees and all this other stuff, the agents, there's so many other things that they have to pay for in real life that we don't present. So be mindful when you're raising that 10 mil or five mil to the, your guys's transfer price. Those things are also being affected as well. Uh, whether guys do business the same way, I, I doubt it. You know, uh, talk, talking, getting ready for the show, uh, I I've really didn't consult my producers on this one. I just personally think that the market is going to be, at the beginning, an absolute chaotic nightmare for those who are in the boardroom. Or, uh, you know, they're going to have to really be like, okay, these guys aren't going to care. But some of the bigger deals that we're used to seeing, I think those might even be going out of the window. As for what you need to prepare for in this market and what you need if you're a team that isn't quite towards the level of Chris, um, I think right now, for most people, I think the center back position is somewhere to start. Listen, of course, it's great to have the whole middle of the pitch be fantastic and you have a good midfield three, four, five, whatever you're going to run. That's always nice. That's always great to have is a good midfield that works hard and is able to create. But chances are you can't afford those players. Um, majority of people in this league cannot afford those guys just off one or two seasons. So that being said, I think where guys need to build where to some parts of the world, I know if a center back comes from, a, you know, to go to Real Madrid or go to a Barcelona or go to the Premier League, his value might go up. 
and I I understand that they're going to a big league. You know those play uh, those clubs can pay for those players, and I think you can have an understanding of why. Yeah, I just explained to you all the other fees that these teams got to pay for. But with all that being said, all that being said, I still think that if teams are going to splash the cash, I think this is the time to do it on center backs, whether they're fast or they're in the high 60s to mid 60s. I think that's a solid spot to go. You want to obviously to have someone athletic. Uh, do you need someone super athletic? No, I think you just need to get someone that is going to be able to control the game. If you're over here diving into tackles and expecting your center backs to get up and come back for you on defense, you are already asking for too much. Um, you know, def- defending, especially in these last couple of FIFAs, it's been more of a I need to put myself in the correct position, and if I am, I'm going to make the correct tack. I need to also make the correct tackle. And if you're doing those things, you often end up in the right position. You often end up making um, the correct uh, play in this sense. Where I think guys go wrong and where I think the market is going to get hit is wingers. I think guys will go for fullbacks. I know myself, like I want to have strong fullbacks, but that's only because you also are going to add to it add to your back line. If if your goal at the end of the day is not to have some of the better center backs in our league, then I think you need to rethink the way you're doing business. I'm not going to tell guys how to go and spend their money. Some guys have different priorities. You know, someone like myself, I have young center backs. My guys are rarely over the age of 26. Uh, because I have a newer team, but for guys who've had players in the league that don't have an 80-plus center back, I think you do need to really consider the way you're building your squad. You either need to go and get someone with potential or get someone that can establish themselves as a leader of your back three, four, or five. Our last little snippet here. Yes, uh, I just want to say this really quickly. Obviously, I know guys are going to buy and go into the market with the mentality that they're going to get a striker. They're going to get that winger that's going to take the top off of defenses and really just kind of take over that attacking third by just buying that striker. I will say this. Strikers are important, but central midfield players are of the highest priority behind the center backs. Like If you don't need center backs... I think where you need to look for next is central midfield. And there's so many good teams that don't have elite central midfield players. I would say Lyon is one of those teams. I would say Augsburg because Gundogan's a good he's a good agile passer, but whether he's he's physically agile, no. He he's going to find those passes. He's going to be able to curl that. He's going to be able to put them wherever he wants and it's nice to watch, but he can't run. He can't move. And when you have that combination, you need to get those kind of central midfielders that are going to come in and really make the game all about them and take over the entirety of the game. Whether it's your strikers like a zone consistently scoring, you still need two, two to three center mids behind him playing the role of facilitator or anchor defender because sometimes that's what's necessary. We've seen that in D2. We've seen that in D1, how important it is to have guys that can really defend. And defensive football first is usually the best way to go. Whether that reflects results and you know tangible wins, I don't know. But from what I've seen, defense does win championships in our league. And I think guys need to understand having not just the center backs as the most important position to look for in this market, I also think center mids are of the highest priority. If you don't need the center back, I think a lot of these guys are going to go for center mid, whether it's a cam, a defensive mid, a box-to-box center mid. I think everybody should be in the market for at least one. And if you're not, I think you're a little crazy because I think those guys are important. Very, very, very important, uh, especially the, with the way that it's been inflated. You have to know it's going to change. You have to know that as soon as everything gets played out, uh, I think everybody will understand what I'm getting at, especially as we go throughout the season. You can't just be putting wingers in the middle of the park, especially with how physical uh, a lot of guys are getting in D1 and how guys press the ball. Uh, having those guys that could actually run for a long duration of time might be the way to go in the end. Anyways, we're going to take a break here on the podcast. When we come back, I'm going to have Daniel O'Brien's interview. Enjoy that. It is a complete and utter mindfuck, and I hope you guys enjoy it uh, after the break. Like I said, it'll be me and Daniel and his other self for 25 minutes. I hope you guys enjoy. We'll be right back. 
All right, everyone. I've finally got the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel O'Brien here on the podcast. Daniel, how's it going wherever you are? <laughs> no, it's going good in New York City, man. Like, I'm here. And it's like, no, we're socially distancing. Like, that's why George is 3,000 miles away from me. But yeah, other than that, like, I'm here having a good time I'm with I'm with Sheila. Just got, I just watched the Yankees got their ass kicked tonight, which is terrible. But I'm used to my teams. I'm used to my teams losing, so I'm I'm doing pretty good with this. <laughs> it's so. all right. All good. Yeah, I, it's all right. My Dodgers lost to the Giants today, and I don't know how to Man. explain that. They're awful. At least the Nationals won the World Series last year. Exactly. Um, like yeah, exactly. some consolation. Anyways, so you're back in the league. You are back. Which team are you officially? So fun fact. Um, <laughs> So I try to come back in the league as the Galaxy, oh, but since like I'm a so I like the Galaxy more than Roma, but since Danny quit the league with honor, well, I'm doing the quotes with my fingers. Um, I was not allowed to be the Galaxy because the Galaxy were retired by the league. So I'm still Ooh. Roma. I'm going to be Roma, and I will die with Roma. Okay, well that and escalated then, yeah. quickly. <laughs> All right, so Roma's back in the league. Let's talk a little bit about your team. What is or what are the key guys so far that you could tell us about right now that you aren't going to sell? Like, who are the guys that are going to stay through this first season? So that's funny because no one is going to stay through this first season. <laughs> I so when I originally drafted my team back in 2012, I went for the the pace. Went for like you know like it was even twelve. It was pace. Now I went for the dollar value. So oh. right now in my bank, I have seventy million waiting to be spent on because I already have a few deals set inside right now. Like, oh, and yeah. it's gonna be yeah. So I have the deals going with me, and I have no clue what my team is gonna be because right now they're garbage. And That's fair. they're pretty garbage, and <laughs> they they are so garbage. But, like, I'm trying to figure out, do I want to play five at the back for the first year be conservative, or do I want to go back to my 3-4-1, like, or 3-4-1-1 that I played, like, when I played with originally? Like, I don't know. Like, it's... First season, Daniel, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I You're going to change formations a lot. I think I changed formations yeah. at least three, four times throughout the entire season. But, Obviously, George, 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 style. here's the thing, though. You're good at FIFA. I'm not. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Huh, I'll like, take that compliment. Like for me, like I, I like the four four two was my bread and butter. That was great. I played a four four two against. Oh fuck! I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm gonna butcher his team. But you know what I'm talking about. I lost six to two. The guy Don, and, right? Yeah. Guy Don, yeah, the guy Don. Yes. And I was talking shit to him. And <laughs> he and he like literally like he knew what he was getting into, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking teach this kid what d2 is about which i mean i I heard he has some unlucky circumstances he's not getting promoted but i'm afraid of him for next season like he's a solid female player but he's the only person in d2 that i'm afraid of well no okay so if he stays down i think he is the consensus favorite Oh, if he doesn't win in the playoff i 100 agree with you like i i genuinely Um, Talk who, is to, he, who is he playing in the playoff? Right now, I'm looking at the D1 standings. It looks like it's Manchester United. But it could be Nassianel. Of Joey, of Joey's in D2, I'm going to fucking love that. Oh, I, I mean, same here. That's what I'm thinking is that – and I told Gaidon this. I said, Gaidon, if you get the opportunity to play him, it'll be a big scalp if you could take him out. But anyways – Let's move on to D2 yeah. now that we're talking about it. Besides just Guy Don, obviously, what have you – I mean, obviously you watched from the sidelines this season, but, like, yeah. what really impressed you from this D2 season? Nothing. Guy Don is the only person that – he's the only one that played me, and he's the only one I'm scared of. I'm going to go into D2. I'm going to kick a shit ton of ass because I know I'm the best player in that fucking division. And I know I'm going to – I know I'm going to have the best team, like, like, I'm looking at the D2, like, I, I don't even know half these guys. Like, I just know. But as my Lord and Savior, as Laton said, they're all shit. 
Oh, I mean, the only team I think, like you said, you have to worry about Guy Don. I think Torino will be better. I think. Wait, wait, be wait. A... Who's who's Torino? Luis, and he's got Mbappe, Trent Alexander Arnold. He's got talent, and Le- wait, Leroy wait, wait. Sané. Wait, back wait, and... wait, 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 wait. He has Sané, like Trent, and Mbappe. Mbappe. In D2. Yeah, he's gonna. Wait, he's wait, there. and he's still, and he's still in D two. Well, he loaned out Sané this year, and I think that actually kind of hurt him. And he's kind of finding his feet. But I'll be honest with you. If I'm impressed with him, I think you should be a little worried. And I'm not being modest. He, me, and him played some really good games. Uh, to where he could have easily, he could have easily beat me. Um, but uh, you're, you're you're good at the game, so you beat him. Like I've seen your team. Your team is very good. Like I mean, my playing style saves me. I think ninety percent of the time because my actual players aren't that great. Uh, but anyways, if you have no fear, I fully expect you to make the top three. Then right. So are oh, you no, 100, 100%. Like, the only reason why I came back into this fucking league is just so I can go up and beat Wolverhampton. That's my one – that's the only reason why I'm back. Because I, I really hope up together in the cup. <laughs> like, well, you, you know he's finally leaving me. Like, Washer and I are going to be moving – like, we're moving apart. Like, But I want to beat his fucking ass into the ground. And that's the only reason why I came back in this league, and also because I heard, and also I heard Dre was like talking too much shit, like trying to be the new me. Like no, uh, there, you no one can talk, no one can talk shit in this league. That's my job. I am uh, Zlatan. It it quite is your job, even to the point where Ryan pointed it out with the, one of the interviews I did with him. And obviously, you get your own episode. That's how special you are. Um, but the new guys that came in the D two obviously will go. A couple of them are going to go up. Uh, depending on how they play out. But D1, man, what do you make of this season in D1? Because it was impressive with Chelsea like, and America. I, like, I, like, surged, like, the one thing I do, like, I know Woody, did, like, Woody's a good guy. Like, I met him. He's a great people player. But, like, the one thing I really wish is, like, Serge is such a nice kid. And I never met the kid in my life. And I want to meet him. And I want him to beat Woody. Is that going to happen this year? Because I haven't really been following. Like, no, no, and that's fair because you haven't been in it. So right exactly, now, exactly like things are ninety-four to ninety-two, but Chris has two games on in hand, and you know what he's going to do with those games. Uh, well, he's not—he's not playing me, so he's definitely going to get points on that. Because remember, I always got points from Witty. If you look back in the standings, I always got points from Witty. That's because you played defense first, which leads me to a whole different thing that I didn't leave on the questions, but I thought we'd talk about anyways if we got the chance. What do you make of him being so good? Do you think it's on everybody else to do something about that? Or it's, guys just no, not no, 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 no. It's, 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 him, it's him being good at FIFA. Like, the first time I Fair met enough. him, first time I met him, like, Ryan, Ryan, Michael, and I were, like, going up to watch the USA game in San Francisco, and we stopped mm-hmm. in Bakersfield and stayed at Chris's place. And I had no clue who this kid was. We had, like, a makeshift FIFA tournament. And he just, like, killed us all. Like, it was – it was I haven't – it was it was bad. <laughs> and and when Ryan's like, oh, yeah, Woody's joining the league, I'm like, no, no. Why? <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Woody like, – like, Woody's a great kid, but, like, I didn't want him in the league because he's so fucking good. No, I mean, he's like, – this is probably – season i've ever seen anyone have like forget yeah. what i remember that year mitch won when i was i was on that roll chris not only beat that streak that i was on where i had the 18 straight points he like tr- quadrupled it like that's how good he's been like he took it well because to- i'm not in the league that's why yeah fair enough. you can't you still can't beat me like... well, i mean i think the only teams he doesn't have winning records against weren't playing against him this year was uh Besides Surge. Surge, I don't think has a winning record, but I don't think it's like a big sample size either. I know for myself, I have a winning record against Witty. Um, I know certain other guys like Pierre's had some success, but it hasn't been the same season for him. You cause... need, in order to be Witty, you literally need to have, so Inaki was some, also, fuck you, Dre, I'm buying Inaki. But, so, you need to have a sharp counterattack from it. Like, to beat Witty, you need to sit back, just play a classic counterattack, and have a pacey striker that can beat his defenders. Like, and that's how you beat him. It's not that hard. I, you know, except, what? except when he scores, except when he scores bullshit goals, and then like you can't really do anything. 
I mean, I, I kind of have the growing like feeling that you do is that people don't go into the game very strategic. Um, is that something that you're going to bring into D2 or are you just going to be wilding and going for it? Is, um, is right so right tactics? now what I'm doing, so when it was it, I'm, 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 I'm so sorry to say this, like the butcher's name again, Gudan, 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 Gudan. When I play Gudan, I, my Roma team still had my tactics for my old Roma team with like Inakia from Pianish in the middle, like, and he messaged me at the game, like your team gets burned on the counter. And I'm like, yeah, I, I look at my tactics. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm looking at my thing. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what I'm going to do. Like, I still so like I still need to know what – I got to play a lot of games, like, which is terrible because I'm, like, addicted to MLB The Show. But I yeah. got to play a lot of games. And I just got to figure out, like, I think I might do, like, a five in the back, but I, I don't play five in the back. Like what I'm most comfortable in is a three five one one, like that's what I play. When I go seasons, like you know, like like seasons just like normal like online play. Yeah, I play with Italy. I go three five one one. That's and if I need to win a game, that's what I go for, and okay, no one so can beat me with three five one. I don't one, three five two. No matter what you're running, do you have the center backs for three at the back? Exactly, though? exactly. That's that's why I don't have. That's why I don't have. Hmm. But I have seventy million in my bank right now. Yes, which you do. I'm not gonna. Yes, you do. Which I'm not gonna say who has what, <laughs> but. Well, a couple of people but I also, on the podcast know already uh, about <laughs> a couple. Yeah, the, the people know. The people know, but like, <laughs> but. I'm not sure. Like, I want to spend forty million on Inaki, but I also want to spend forty million on my backline because defense wins championships. Defense yeah. gets promotion. And and yeah, and that's what you need because I can tell you right now, exactly. if you look at the projected next season, twenty teams, I don't think you want to go into the playoff next season as a D two team. So getting top. Oh, three, absolutely not. It, absolutely I, not. Top three is a priority next year. I am looking at Leeds United right now, like in real life, and mm-hmm. building my team off of Leeds. The way they played out and like Bissell, like you should get a fucking statue outside that fucking stadium. And I think that's the way he and he's and he built the team, and that's the way I'm looking at the team. Like my team, like the way he built it, sharp counterattacking. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Counterattack, counterattack, counterattack. I loved watching them because obviously I have ESPN Plus. I'm assuming you do too, and you're able to watch some of, of, course. The, most of their games. Well, yeah. I took advantage of this season and watching a lot of their games. The passing on the ground for a championship team was better than how Fulham played a, a couple of years ago when everyone was like, oh, they're going to be good. Leeds actually yeah, no. looks better than that. Leeds. Yeah. So, fun good. fact. So, every single time I go like FIFA League manager, I always go Leeds to bring them up to the champ- – or go bring them up to the Prem. Mm-hmm. I get fired. I'm not a good manager on that, but <laughs> no, I'm gonna be a good manager for Roma. Like, oh, you won't get fired in this league, huh? Unless you quit. Uh, I, I, whoa, 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 hard, hard cue, man, hard cue. <laughs> hey, I've done it twice. I can't argue with you. I know, I know, no, 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 no. people, people love you a lot more because, like, oh, I came back with the podcast. Everyone loves me now. Come on, oh. man. We're both garbage, dude. I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now. I. I came up with that idea myself, and that was not the entirely. Dude, the do you remember? Do you remember the blog? Like the blogs oh, that you used to write. It was great. Yeah, the East yeah, Coast. Like, dude, it was perfect because I had you, East and Coast. Andrew. <laughs> you guys literally would come on there, write whatever, and it was hilarious. Dude, it was so funny. I was actually, dude, and like that's that's like the one thing. Like, trust me, I do love the FIFA League. The fact that we have what forty people in this fucking thing. Oh yeah, but I do I do miss the old days when there was like what fifteen of us. Yeah, I mean but there's not there's not those I, ones I, I do either. I do miss those days, but like the fact that I get to like like beat the Glostic brothers, beat like AG, like come on, like dude, hey, shit, it is a like, now though, and I, that is the one thing that uh, is actually going to be on this same podcast. I'm actually going to talk about that, but what, I mean, what do you make of that? Isn't that crazy? We started in literally. The, the living oh, the we literally like Gary if you guys like, the, fact, the fact that like we have our og draft sheet like on people need to like go look so i'm gonna say this right now like so my original draft draft sheet was like 
oh, pace, pace, pace. Ibarbo, Grado, <laughs> like guys like that. But now I'm like, look, when I redrafted my team, it was like, oh, how much are you worth? How much can I get for that? Like we learned so much, so much different. <laughs> yeah, but. But like, I don't think people in this league understand like the original draft night. Like eight of us sitting in the fucking, our laptops are out, sitting in Joey's back room, like hoping guys wouldn't figure out what you were gonna do the day the the week exactly before. exactly because everybody like, texting each other consistently like oh what are you gonna get I remember Aaron and me were talking we talked for hours, but hours. like I just I just remember also like beforehand like. Everyone thinks, like, I'm shit at FIFA because I'm bad with my team. Like, I remember beating Santi in fucking – remember the OG tournaments used to have? Oh, yeah. Like, we used to be, like, a country. Yeah. And no one can beat me with – like, when I was in Italy, no one can beat me. Like, I beat Santi's ass in the final. And at Ryan's house, like oh. – and that was before we even started drinking. It was just, like, we would sit at Ryan's house for fucking – Ten hours and play FIFA. And play FIFA, yeah. Or, no, was... or go to or go to Michael's house on base and play FIFA. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we used to have our draft. You yeah. know, a lot of people don't yeah. realize we started this league in a sense, like the idea at lunch. The tournament. High school, in <laughs> high school, like just, Dan, 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 Dan. You have to have a pick. What's your pick? Uh, one. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're killing me that day. You were driving me so insane. Everyone's taking. Uh, I think Ryan had Messi, Ronaldo. I had Barcelona no, yeah. field, and then you and Juan and Juan scored Juan. the second most goals in that tournament. I just want to say that. Oh goodness, dude. That was no. That was at my place too. Oh yeah, that one was fun. I remember that I was, one. I that one yeah. like people don't understand like what this league means to the OGs. Yeah, like, and that's and that's, I can understand when we left, it, it hurt a little bit. But also, I it, mean, oh, it hurt! I it hurt so much. Gripes too. I I won't stand alone on that. I was actually really upset. It's, uh, it's, it's pronounced. You can't walk alone. Yeah, you can't walk alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, go Liverpool. Fuck them. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yep. But what do you think about? Uh, I mean, you 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 see the leagues now. Um, obviously, I'm sure you've listened to a couple of my podcast oh, of course. did you listen to the interviews by any chance i have not listened in the last two weeks mm. so uh, like i've been busy with work so i have not listened well i know oh. you had a few guys on i had ryan finally on and i know i know i know you had ryan uh, ryan don't fuck himself joey for commish you know that <laughs> like joey is my commish fuck That's... ryan so, like yeah. i will take that to my grave but no, no, I want to do, like, the one person I do love that, like, came into this league that's not Surge. I love Surge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a good thing about Dre Hicks. Go ahead. Like, Dre Hicks. Yeah, Dre Hicks, like, when I left the league, you came in with the banter. You were the – you're the what I was, like, talking shit about Washburn, and you kept it up. Even though you're supposed to beat Washburn, you didn't do that. <laughs> but, like, come on, man. So, but, uh, oh, when Serge came into the league and fucking what's my ass, that was the funniest thing in the world. But, like, <laughs> like, like, when Serge was like, oh, I'm Club America, I'm going to play Roma right now, and he beat me, like, 6-0. I'm like, okay, you're good at FIFA. Fuck. And that's when it started going down. Like, remember when I was a top four team? Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, it was short-lived, but it happened. Yeah. Yeah, like I gotta start playing. I think I think if I my problem is if I start playing FIFA like a lot more, like when I, like when I play MLB the Show, I need to start playing like FIFA. I just like, also just not take it as seriously during friendlies. Like when you have like the build up to the season, like how we're kind of winding down. When we're building up again, you got to take friendlies as like this thing that isn't so serious, and you're just working on stuff like that. Those are things yeah, that yeah. I mean that's why that's why that's why I did like I didn't take it seriously and I got killed but no I scored I scored the goals I wanted to score <laughs> like I'm doing a lot better than the Galaxy which is great like <laughs> that's fair uh, Galaxy look awful in real life um, so also can we like make sure that Michael is like so I'm gonna call him out right now that Michael is Man City because he is not a Man City fan he's never been a Man City fan. He's switched to Man City because he's a fucking front runner. And oh. and he was always a Barcelona fan. 
He was. Your credit. He was. He was the Barcelona fan. And you know what? Like, trust me. Like, Galaxy, the day I till the day I die, blue, white, and gold. But at least your European team, at least have some fucking dignity and stay with your team. For me, <laughs> I'm Roma a till the day I, as a Roma fan. I've never seen my team win a championship in Italy, and I no. probably will never. Probably I will won't. probably will never because yeah. But Roma till the day I die. But like, and I just want to say one thing: every single Euro snob that talks shit about MLS, I'm gonna say one thing. It is so much better to root for your hometown team than it is to root for a team that you're never going to see in person. And if you do, they're going to have their fucking backups there. Root for your hometown no. teams. Support your local MLS. No, and that's – I mean, that's a whole – obviously, that's a whole different topic. But as far as, like, if you want to dive into that, I personally – I watch all the Galaxy games. Me and uh, Joey Mancusi, we oh, talk a little bit about – so garbage. Times. And they are awful, and – you just got to deal with it. It's not fun to watch exactly. all the time, but I agree with you. The only oh, way the league oh, no, no, no. Is better oh, go ahead, go ahead. If, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the only way the league is going to get better if guys, if we support it, you know, it might take a decade or two, but I think it'll be pretty good. I know it's getting really popular. You know what you know what pissed me the fuck off today? Yeah. Zlatan, you see the Zlatan tweet today? No. Like, with, like, his, yeah. oh, so I'll send it to you right now. Like, right. I'll send you the tweet. Perfect. This tweet is literally like, it's basically Zlatan being Zlatan, but it's like, it pissed me the fuck off because he's not in the galaxy anymore. Also, no. like, I, I live this, I live for Zlatan, everyone. No, I love the but, guy. When he was here, he, he was the only reason the team was relevant and they didn't deal with the other problems they had when he was here. And then obviously, he made, a, he made a mockery of them in the locker room. I don't know why no one stood up to him. Like, I, you know, he's, no, 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 no. He didn't make it, no, he, no, no. He made a mockery of them in the locker room, but legit said something. And Zlatan just like Zlatan on him, and legit like went this and legit went to social media was like, oh my god, Zlatan, oh my god. But no, no, you just got called out. But all right, if Messi or Ronaldo, like Messi or Ronaldo were not here right now, Zlatan would be the best player of all time. That's the, that's oh, like that's Zlatan's old. problem. That's bold. Oh, George, George, think about this. The best player. Was Messi, Messi, or Messi or Ronaldo are the two best players of all time, right? You Fair agree enough. with me for that? I, I agree with that. If, if, and Zlatan's in their shadow. I mean, like, he's a leader, but I can see why you think that, yeah. I think other guys have a good argument. I know that he hasn't won a Champions League, so that kind of hurts, but I know it's a team thing, too. Um, he the does, team thing, like – he has like, I'm sorry. Oh, Inter, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Barcelona didn't win champions. Like, come on. Like, and he played with the biggest teams in Europe. It wasn't his fault that, like, he scores the goals. He scores goals. It's not his fault the team. Inter Milan gave up the goals. Like, no, oh, I, I get that argument. I, I can't, uh, I guess I can't disagree with that part of it. I don't know if he's the best player if they don't exist. Um, I think some who, who is, though? Who is, though? Well, because I think what makes a really great player doesn't mean just goal scorer. I think striker wise, he would have a legit argument. Best, I think. I think best guy, striker. I think as far best as best like, goal scorer. Best goal scorer. Okay, yeah. If that if that's what you're saying, then yeah, maybe I can I can get behind that. But best overall player, I think there's a few few other guys that uh, I know. A few other guys in the midfield. Oh my god, I'm in the midfield. Like any <laughs> Oh my god. I say there's making a few making a few great passes. Better defenders that I was actually going to talk about. Like I, I would even say Maldini's one of the greatest players that ever play the game. That doesn't get talked about. Um, I am. I longevity. love Maldini. I love longevity. Maldini. But you know, as a Roma fan, I hate Milan. Oh. I would go with Cannavaro. At least Maldini never brought home a World Cup for Italy. Cannavaro. Cannavaro. Yeah, and he got one one a balloon the or yeah. and and brought home a World Cup for Italy. Oh, that's what I'm saying. There's other guys that, you know, other people look down upon. I, it was funny because so FIFA was trending with Carlos Puyol earlier too, and I'm just it's, oh, it's, it's maybe the, wait, it was the Neymar like the fucking like he's saying. Was yeah. I think it was something about that. I'm not sure, but Regardless, uh, anyways, Daniel, this has been fun. I, I think we need to get you on Drunk History on a, a certain network. Uh, you think I think you'd be pretty good at it. Um, this has been well, fun. Wait, 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 you're calling me a drunk? Fuck you. 
No, I'm you never drunk. seen the show Drunk History? Yeah, I know, I know Drunk History, but you're talking right. drunk as I'm grabbing another beer. Yeah. I mean, I could talk, I could talk all day. Like, oh, I am. That's why I'm cutting it. I miss you, George. That's why I'm cutting short. All right, uh, can I say one thing? Of course. Guys, I you got on. one more. Go all ahead. right, I sign off. I'm going to go. All right, guys, I am fucking back. Roma is fucking back. Dre Hicks, I'm coming for you. Washburn, fuck you. And that's it. Yeah, fuck Washburn. I love Dre. That's all I have to uh, do. George, thank you for having me. Of I course, can't wait man. you cut. I can't wait you cut like half this interview. No, I'm not. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I, I heard that in the background. That's yeah, all right. yeah, like if you if you really want the people who love me, like don't cut any of this fucking interview. This is fucking gold. No, it, it is gold, and I'm I'm just it is gold. I'm just gonna let right. most of it stay on here, including everything else. Anyways, thank you, of Daniel. Hold uh, statements. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. Thank you, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Now go enjoy your week. Yeah, go enjoy your weekend. Yeah. I hope I get you in my group so I can beat you twelve nothing. Anyways, Daniel. Whoa, 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 whoa! Make <laughs> it like eleven, eleven nothing. I have a defense. That's fair. I have tough. Okay. I have tough Silva. We'll also see. Tough Silva, twenty million. If anyone wants him, we'll see how you spend that seventy million. All right, Daniel. Until next time, my buddy. Goodbye. Love you, man. Bye. So obviously that was Daniel O'Brien. Oh my goodness, guys, right? Um, I will say this. He is one of the OGs. I know he left and people will, you know, oh, he's not a, he's not an OG, no, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't, I don't care about that. He was there at the beginning. Listen, people leave for many different reasons. He rage quit, whatever. doesn't matter. And he's back. That's all that actually matters. So let's focus on the things that he is doing and is about to do. And one of the things he's about to do is spend probably a lot of money adding some defenders. Um, and I, I genuinely think that. Do I think he's also probably going to kill a lot of people's uh, ideas in the market by having that money? Mostly because I think that he'll look at what other guys are prioritizing uh, in front of him just in the way that he's down in D2. He'll see what the other D2, di- D2 guys are doing, and he might just peer around and be like, hey, I don't need to get anybody that great, so let me spend my money smart. Let me develop these guys. He might even go for some people that are established center backs with his money. Uh, no, no telling what he's going to do. Um, he really didn't have or didn't get a connection to his players. So, and you heard him saying that he mostly got guys um, to really just be able to spend the money on putting other pieces there instead. So his goal was to always sell. Uh, in the end. So either way, good business is good business. Uh, if you're not backing out on deals or doing last minute deals, you're not in the right league. Um, <laughs> let's get you guys on the updated relegation battle that's going to take that's taking place. It has been a whirlwind of just wacky ass results over the last two, three days. But uh, this is where we are at come towards the bottom half of the table. I have just not been able to have an imagination with this because I'm so mind-blown over some of the results. But we have Bayern Munich on 20, PSG on 20 points, both in the 20th and 19th spots, respectively. We have AC Milan, who have an outside chance of still creeping up in there. Uh, They're going to have to get some results going their way to get past Dortmund. Um, I do know Dortmund have one more game, so they have... That's their best chance to improve their position. However, they cannot do any better than the 33-point mark that's been set by Atletico Nacional, who's in the 16th spot, whereas AC Milan can climb out. But they're going to need to win a couple of games, though, uh, to move out of that auto spot. It does look like right now Wayne is in trouble of being relegated. All it takes is two wins for AC Milan to guarantee an automatic relegation for Borussia Dortmund. As for Atletico Nacional and, uh, excuse me, Manchester United and Real Madrid, it's not looking too good. With just two games left, nobody can catch Kashima Antlers besides Real Madrid, and that's if they have the goal differential. So it looks like Kashima will put themselves in the 13th spot this year, a very big improvement from battling in the relegation zone uh, and the playoff spots last year and our last season. I, I really think he's happy about that. He doesn't have to deal with it. 
I think that's something that he'll be really, really, really happy and proud of. <laughs> and uh, I think I think most guys will um, that finish in the zone, whether it's Real Madrid or Manchester United, who avoid the playoff. I think they're going to have to realize next season we cannot mess around like this uh, and expect to stay up. We're going to have to get ourselves at least to the 10th, 11th spot. Uh, but anyways, that's where we're at at the moment. I do know that um, Bayern Munich and PSG are are officially relegated. They cannot catch AC Milan or Dortmund. So either way, they are going to be in D2 next year. I don't know what you guys think of what they've done this season. I think maybe just the competition is just a few windows ahead of them. Uh, I don't think Josh and uh, Luis are bad players. Do I think they're the best? No. Uh, do I think that they have ha- did have a solid chance of staying up? I thought they did. I know I picked both of them to go down, but I know at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with their talent. It's the, or excuse me, their FIFA ability, but mostly the talent on their teams just wasn't good enough. Um, I know that they have a lot of work to do still, and I look forward to watching them in D2 next season because they are going to add some interesting competition for some of the, not just the new guys, but some of the guys that aren't going to be promoted this season. As for, like I said, as for Dortmund, they cannot move up past Atletico Nacional, but they can drop below AC Milan. I, I don't know what you guys think of their season, but I feel like if Alejandro puts himself in the playoff or he knocks Manchester United into the playoff, however those results go, I mean, he would have to win out, I believe, to make that happen. But, um, you know, in order, if even if he does do that, I think he's going to have to go back to the drawing board majorly and try and get rid of those older players on his team this offseason uh, because he does have some nice uh, players on his squad. But I think at this moment, he's going to really have to reevaluate what he does and not uh, and not make moves that are going to hurt him for next season because he could be uh, in a pressure cooker. If he doesn't go down now, he might be one of the favorites to go down next season. Really, there hasn't been much of a change, though, in the relegation battle between... I mean, I would say maybe Dorman and AC Milan have given us the most exciting stuff, like who's going to stay up, who's not. I don't want to know how those games go, because I don't ever want to be in that situation. I feel like it's such an awful situation to be in. Um, but these teams... Excuse me, are in it now, and we'll see how they deal with it over the next week. Actually, three days is when I'm recording. I'm recording this on Monday for Wednesday. And um, we'll see how this one plays out because it's going to be wacky when we get to the end. <laughs> um, I I'm, I don't know if I'm rooting for anyone. I just want to uh, see uh, some really good playoff matchups. And I would, I think Atletico Nacional and AC Milan would give us better playoff matchups. Uh, but Wayne has been in this position before. So if he somehow survives again, somehow survives, I think the credit goes to him for surviving for a third straight year I think it is or a second straight year either way we're gonna bounce on over to another mini topic that I'm gonna sneak into this podcast uh on the request of Dre and uh I'll be right back so one topic uh as per request from Dre that he really wanted on the podcast this week was talking about how we are going to transition not just to the PlayStation 5 but to FIFA 21 and how guys might go about that listen What I think we can do, and before we even get going on this, I'm going to give you my opinion, because I know that you guys are going to formulate your own on what we should do. And I was thinking about this, and at first I'm like, man, we should just play another season with FIFA 20. But see, my dumbass was the reason I missed out on last FIFA. That was my problem. And that was my issue of not finishing the season with you guys and um, that's on me and not, you know, playing that out. I missed stuff. Uh, let's not forget, this season didn't start that long ago, right? Um, so I missed last season. So I missed a part of FIFA 20. That that was on me. Um, as for the way we're going to transition to FIFA 21, because for some reason I thought we hadn't played two seasons with it, but it was just me. Um <laughs> But anyways, going into FIFA 21, I think it should be there to start our season. And I know a lot of people are like, why? Why would we do that? Here's why. We still have the PlayStation 5 coming out. And what the board can do is take advantage of the fact that if we wait for FIFA 21 to come out, 
if we wait, you guys can cram some games in and you obviously will start the season in November. That will give everyone a sizable finish to the season and then we can start next season on the PlayStation 5, giving everyone enough time to not only save up for the PlayStation 5, but also stay playing FIFA 21. Now, I know that seems very unpopular, but the chances are many of us are not going to have a PlayStation 5 come release day, come release week, come release month. And I don't think many people are going to have it within the first two months or three months. And I don't even know how they are going to be doing production amidst everything going on in the current world. So why not wait? Why not save ourselves from the drama of having to play on that? Even if I do get the PS5, I am more than willing to have my PlayStation 4 sit in the living room every now and then and play FIFA with everyone. I will still play on the PlayStation 5, but I will gladly go back and play on my PlayStation 4. It's not that hard to do. If you don't have a PS5 and you're still going to be playing what is the fourth generation PlayStation console, I really wouldn't blame you. And that's another thing that me and Dre were talking about off podcast. I know it's kind of hard to talk about because so many guys are, it's, it's actual financials and people have other serious things to deal with. And a lot of us are out and out gamers. A lot of people are still going to play these games. A lot of people are still going to want to play FIFA, even if it is casually. And of course they'd still end up with a PlayStation five. So why not? Let's give everyone their time. We get another season that way. When we take another break, people will still have more and more time to get a PlayStation. So even if you want to wait another year, uh, not year, sorry, another half a year to get your PlayStation 5, I think it would be very warranted because it's going to come out near Christmas time, I'm assuming, uh, or maybe even a little bit earlier. I didn't see the exact day. I know it says holiday season 2020. If that so happenly gets postponed, the league doesn't have to deal with it. Um I seriously doubt there's going to be a lot of this activity because there's going to be a a lot of no Black Friday shopping. Um, So on top of that, guys might still be getting FIFA 21. Um, So I don't know what the ideology is here uh, of the board, but I do believe that if we just shift over to FIFA 21 once the season starts, the board also can give themselves a longer season. And maybe October becomes... Uh, a lengthier VT Cup opening, and we just kind of play the VT Cup, and then we have ourselves another couple weeks. Uh, it seems like a long time, guys, I know, but because August is usually the dead month where we're not doing anything, um, I think it just seems appropriate to not only have the window start in September, but maybe we get a slower build up in October uh, for the season to start. I know that seems unpopular. I know it doesn't seem like the right thing to do, but uh, with the way these circumstances are, a lot of places that sell stuff might not be uh, so, uh, might not have everything in stock. There's just so many things that can happen. Um, and obviously people have to be safe still, social distancing, wearing a mask, well, you know, all that other stuff that goes with it. So we'll see. I think that the responses and people saying that they're going to have it within the first three months is a little bit more blindsided optimism than it really is checking themselves at the door and realizing how hard it's going to be for their peers uh, to, to get something like this, especially with the times going on and people not having jobs. So I think that's something that we have to factor in. I know it's easy to ask everyone uh, just kind of generally, but I think we should, if the league was smart, I think they should DM everybody and really get an idea of what they're going to be doing. I, and this is not really me trying to say that they're not caring. Maybe they've done this already with a few people. Um, but if they haven't, I think that's something that they could really do. Obviously, Dre wanted me to talk about it, I think, because he really wants an idea of where everyone's mindset is. Just me personally, like I don't feel like with everything going on, me still having to pay bills, I'm not getting as many hours at work as I normally am because of COVID. I think that a lot of you need to understand that when, you, when you're saying, like, hey, I'm going to have it, you might be in a better situation. I think you need to realize as well is that uh, maybe not everybody else is having the same luck as you. We will take a big break here, and then I will be back with the Team of the Season Awards right after this. So I know what you're thinking before we start this segment. Everyone's probably like, man, we're going to do the awards before Chris goes undefeated. Yeah, I don't think most of these awards are predated on his next four games. So I think we're okay. (laughs) If he somehow collapses and doesn't win the title, 
uh, that could be a whole different thing. You guys could yell at me uh, then. But I really wanted to get to these because I feel like the off season, the small month that we have of no league activity, will be spent picking things up for not just our podcast that I do here for you guys, um, but it will allow me to really set up for the next season. Um, and this is actually probably one of our last episodes before uh, we move on to season three on the podcast. So that is just something that I wanted to say. Um, I know it's easier said than done to kind of have a format you guys want, but because we're obviously doing a bunch of other stuff. Regardless, let's get to the awards because they're not that complicated. Um, Let's start with the under-23 awards. Uh, As for D2, it's Buadu. He had the majority of votes. And I just thought the way this guy played over the course of the season, he wasn't really uh, in that race between Abba and Balotelli. But he was kind of, at one point, the third guy. He's in the top five in goals. Um, He's made a minor impact in assists, but I just felt that he was the guy. And obviously, everybody else felt the same way. He was the highest-picked under-23 player in D2. As for D1, that's right, Mbappe got beaten out. Take that, Luis. As for D1, it was almost obvious. The wonder kid from Germany, Kai Havertz, wins it. He is on Barcelona in our league. Uh, But obviously, in real-life football, he is at a center of transfers. It was only going to be, I think, really him. I don't think there was much competition for him. And obviously, the way Dre plays with him, he makes him a league favorite. Uh, Forget fan favorite, but a league favorite amongst all the managers. Let's move on to another award in the breakout manager of the season. This one was fun because I really had a good time hearing everyone vote for it. I kind of just put breakout player and some people picked managers. And then I'm like, hey, let me just do both. And some of the people I consulted with, I had conversations with. I'm really proud to say that the D2 breakout manager award goes to Robert Prost of Atletico Madrid. Robert is not only in the fourth spot, but he was one of the worst teams in D2 just a couple seasons ago. And now he is vying for a D1 spot. He'll be officially in the playoff who he plays there. We'll have to wait and see. But he had a glorious season. Yes, he's not automatically promoted. Uh, And even if he stays down, he still really opened uh, a lot of people's eyes to what's going on uh, at his club. As for D1, I think this one's obvious. The highest uh, rated team at the moment, or ranked team in the standings, they're currently in seventh. They're the highest out of all the D2 teams that have come up this uh, last season. Um, and there was a lot. So congrats to Dre of Celtic. Uh, he had the most votes in this particular category, and it wasn't even close. In fact, nobody else voted for another D1 manager um, besides Artie had a vote. So congrats for you, Dre, being the breakout manager. I really look forward to what you're going to do next season. Um, obviously, in talking to him on the podcast a couple ones ago, we know that his intent is there to build a very electric pacey squad so we'll see if that works out for him next season as for one that's a lot more innocent and really just kind of takes one of us to be really good with that player but the breakout player of the ward for d2 and d1 i actually have a tie for d2 and people are going to think that i put this player in there as myself but i didn't and the d2 award the co d2 award goes to dean henderson on my squad i actually had four votes for him I also had four uh, for Mario Balotelli of Houston Dynamo, so I'm glad I get to share that word with AG. Uh, I will get AG's comments on this for next week's podcast. Um, I was going to tell people, but then I'm like, hey, they're going to listen to the podcast and be sitting in their cars or whatever they're doing, washing dishes, and they're going to be like, hey, I want something. And uh, (laughs) I think that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, But anyways, yes, I share that award with AG, my goalkeeper, and his striker, who obviously uh, will be up for another award in just a bit. As for most improved, this means that you were in, uh, as far as the players go, um, most improved was actually pretty fun to do. Uh, I will say for D2 and D1, I think it was almost... Uh, I think a lot of guys voted um, based on ratings and just the way somebody played with them Uh, and really just like the way their growth is FIFA-wise, I think really got the mindset of the votes there. Uh, But as far as D2 goes, the most improved was Giuliano. I know ratings-wise he didn't um, 
you know, of Atletico Madrid, by the way. Uh, I know that a lot of his FIFA stats didn't go up, but his the way that Robert played with him made him a contender for player of the of the season. And honestly, it really elevated his status in the league. I know he's older, but he really shined for Robert. And Robert, that's your second one, man. I know, by the way, also the clean sheet award goes to Robert as well with um, David Espina. In D1, the most improved award goes to the young boys left wing back, Alfonso Davies, uh, with the most votes out of all the D1 managers that came in. Um, You guys obviously seen what he can do in real life. It's uh, obviously uh, been major. You've seen the way Ronnie's like, hey, I'm willing to sell him, 100 mil, pay up. That's what kind of player he's become in this short span of time, Uh, and he's really developed well in the Bayern system. Well, let's get on to the two awards that everyone really cares about, and that's the Manager and Player of the Year awards. We're going to start with the Player of the Year awards, and these were the candidates for D2. Mario Balotelli of Houston, Aubameyang of, you know, Benfica, Mateta of Ajax, Giuliano of Atletico Madrid, and Dean Henderson of Leicester City. Now, I knew my goalie wasn't going to win because I was the only vote. Uh, (laughs) But I am glad to say that the winner of the Player of the Year Award in D2 is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang of Benfica. So congrats to Jalant. This was a close one. Literally, it was only one more vote. It wasn't even my vote. I don't know whose vote really separated this in the end. Uh, But Aubameyang takes it as the Player of the Year Award in D2. Um, the amount of goal contribution from just him on this squad, uh, made up of almost over a third of the team's goals, that is just ridiculous. Um, obviously, I know I talked about Benfica in a couple podcasts talking about how the assists were laid out and how, at the end of the day, it was required that Aubameyang was the guy to score the goals. And I think that's where a lot of people's votes came into. He was the guy and the reason that they will be in D1 next season. Um, so yeah, that is just, uh, I, I more than deserved for uh, Jalan and Aubameyang, but another top scorer award will not go to Abba, but he is easily the best player on a team on his team. As for D one, I only had, believe it or not, I only had two players get nominated this whole time. And it was nice to see these two on here, but I think it's obvious who wins. Um, but the nominees were Kai Havertz of Barcelona and Hinmin Son of Chelsea. I almost said Spurs. Um, this one in a landslide. Land slide. Goes to Hinmin Son of Chelsea, who is the perennial, new perennial goal scorer of this team. Um, he looks like he's on his way to break the goal scoring record as well. So very well deserved. He's over 50 goals. Just the second man to do it in our league's history, both players being in the Chelsea system. Um, but well done to Son. I mean, it's another award for this Chelsea team that just don't stop doing what they're doing. And Son can really, I think for Chris, uh, Chris can go back and be like, man, this season was special uh, because I added that kind of talent. I added an 85-plus overall. Anyways, it sucks reading the accomplishments of other managers. Um, manager of the Year Award. As for D2, the nominees were Club Leon, were myself of Leicester City, Diego of Ajax, uh, Jalant of Benfica, Guy Don of Al Ain, and Robert of Atletico Madrid, so essentially the top five, six. Um, we're all voted on. However, uh, in the end, you mugs voted for me, so... Um, before I get to D1, I just want to say thank you guys. Um, I really felt the love and some of the comments, which you guys definitely weren't asked to put in, but I'm glad you guys did. Some of the way you guys talked about my season and talked about not only my peers in D2 this season um, really made me happy that you guys, some of you paid attention. I want to give a quick shout out to Artie and Andrew Washburn for you guys, not just talking about how my season went, but you guys talked about everybody when we talked and you guys had a genuine respect for what happened in D2 shout out to Serge as well. He, you know, of always being very honest when I talked to the guy, um, he's one of the good guys in the league and, uh, you know, just 
talking to him about my season. It really uh, was nice to hear someone as good as him at FIFA uh, talk about my season that way. And uh, I'm just really happy to have won this. And obviously winning D2 was a big deal. As for the D1 managers, we had some really good votes for this one. Uh, The nominees were Celtic, so Dre of Celtic, Evan of Barcelona, believe it or not, Surge of Club America, I wonder why, and Chris of Chelsea. And this one literally was broken up by one vote. And the winner, of course, goes to the man who is still currently undefeated and Chris Witte of Chelsea. So congrats to you, Chris. Uh, I'm pretty sure you have more than enough. It's a good thing we don't give out actual trophies uh, because at this point I think we'd be running out. Uh, And I, I... Gotta say, I mean, you've had the greatest season we've ever seen. Even if you go on to lose one or two games, this is the greatest season of all time. And I know Serge is going to do everything in his power on Friday to stop you from winning um, that game. And I can't wait to watch. But, man, what a season. Congratulations, Chris. You deserve all the accolades that come your way, uh, as does everybody else, because all of you have worked hard to get to a certain point. Um, until next season, guys, these are the t- uh, the the season awards for manager, player, U23, breakout, player and manager, and most improved. Um, next week on the podcast, we are going to have the team of the season, and we are going to have fights about this one because this that one is a lot more controversial than some of the awards I gave out today. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to get to that. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I know it was a different podcast this time, um, but you know, I hope you guys enjoyed the format and how differently we did it regardless i look forward to hearing from you guys when i go around talking about who's going to be in the team of the season uh because i i just i can't wait it's going to be really fun to see who gets votes and this one's going to be a little bit more open and honest and then i'm going to go and i'm going to have a secret committee uh, just so you know and we're going to put together the team of the season and no i will not tell you who's on that committee because i'm going to have to beg them to join anyways Thank you guys once again for listening. I wouldn't be able to do this without you 10 to 15 loyal people. You know who you are that constantly listen. So the other 15, what did I do to you? Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Wear your mask. I'm George Tello. And uh, until next week, guys, goodbye.